like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand up. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Promises of God. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. So believe and hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith. Hello? And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So strong faith gives glory to God. It's almost like, I don't care what they're saying out there, I know what God said to me in here. I'll never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. That's what he said to me in here. So he was strong in faith. Strong faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21, and being fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? Are, are you, what does that mean? That means to be won over to think that way. Not like the world, but to think the way that God wants us to think. And so Abram, being fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he was able also to perform. I know in laying hands on on, on, on 17 women over a course or period of time and telling each of them I lay my hands on more of them but, but found out later they didn't get pregnant and have a baby the next year because they were still on birth control well you can't have it both ways <laughs> you're going to come up here to have a baby but yet you're going to stay on birth control but 17 babies are in the earth realm now because God allowed me to lay my hands on them are you listening? See, it's, it's, it's according to your faith. God honors faith. So that's what it means when it says he's not a respecter of person. But he's a respecter of faith. Are you with me? And being fully persuaded, verse 21, that what he had promised, God had promised, he was able also to perform. Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded? Well, don't go out and do crazy because things are getting tight. Verse 22, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Why? Because Abraham believed God. Imputed means it was put on his account. Now it was not written for his sake alone 
that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Now this goes all the way back to where we first got started, in Genesis. And what I, what, I, what I told you is that the promise of God runs throughout the Bible. So then what is the, what is the main focal point? What is the main thing that God was after when Adam and Eve fell? What he was really after is to let us know we're, we're the children of Abraham. Of, of, uh, yeah, we are, by faith in Christ. But we are also the offspring of Adam. And being born again, we're the offspring of God. So we have to understand that God did not abandon us. He didn't leave us. So what God was saying in essence, and is proved out in scripture, I am going to send a man by the name of Moses. And I'm going to give him my law. None of y'all will be able to keep it, but I'm going to show you the severity of sin and what sin will cause. Sin brought death. But beyond that, so you had grace, then law with Moses, and then beyond Moses at Calvary, Jesus fulfilled the whole law on the cross, and then beyond Calvary, we're back under grace. So how is man saved today? By believing that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. No law. Strictly by grace. And so all of that is what the promise was about. All of that was, is what the promise was about. And today for people to try to, you know, to, to overthrow that promise. I, I'm not Mr. T, but I pity the fool. <laughs> Verse 24. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed or put on to our account for righteousness, if we believe. That's how it's done. So those of you that have believed on Jesus, don't you get shaky because of your circumstances. Believe anyway. So the whole thing with God is do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Do you believe that God sent him, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem us? Yes, I do. So then why am I trying to find a place to get to on Saturday? I don't have to. Because you can't have it both ways. Verse 24, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed... If we believe on him, on God, that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. So the whole thing about it is do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Do you believe that Jesus is God in the flesh? Do you believe that he is Emmanuel? Being interpreted God with us. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Without that you cannot be saved. Are we here? Okay, now remember, if God made a promise, in that promise is yay. In that promise is amen. Amen means Jesus. Amen means so be it. 
You got to believe till you leave. Not believing as a work, but believing as salvation by grace through faith. Thief on the cross couldn't come down and go get baptized. Hmm? Jesus told that thief, today you're going to be with me in paradise. Didn't he say it? Verse 25. Okay, the Lord, that Jesus, our Lord, God raised him from the dead. Verse 24. And verse 25 says, who was delivered for our offenses. See, in, in order for man to be right with God, there had to be a sacrifice. On the Old Testament, it was the sacrificing of animals. Keeping of a Sabbath day, a new moon, a holy day and all that. All that was on the works. Jesus did the work for us when he died for us on Calvary. Jesus did the work for us when he kept the whole law. Jesus paid it all. All to him. The hymnologist said, I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. All right, stay with me now. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again, there it is, whoop, for our justification. That justification is the same legal word as for our righteousness. So the whole complexity of the idea in the mind of God is... I'm not compromising. I'm not coming down off of my standard of being God. And nobody made me. I don't have no mother. Or father. Or beginning or ending of days. I'm God. Oh, but how much I love man, he will never know. And I'm going to redeem him. But... My son is going to take on a body. And in that body is going to be some blood. And it's going to be my blood. And I'm going to send him into the earth realm to redeem. And I'm going to send him as a baby. And in the, the, in the veins of Jesus is the blood of God. And so God says without the shedding of blood there's no remission. I thank God for Jesus' life. Hear me well. But his life couldn't save us. Mm -mm. We're not saved by Jesus' life. Even though it was perfect, we're saved by his death. Let, let that kind of sink deep. We're saved by his death. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He went to hell and got the keys. And the third day God raised him up from the dead. To show that he was the real deal. And he's alive today. He was raised for our righteousness. He was raised for our justification. Now... All this happened after the fall of man. That's what God wanted. I want you back. Come on, Michael, Michael Jackson had a, had a song out there. I want you back. 
That's what God was saying. You done messed up. You know, I, I, I went on vacation in Vegas. I came back. Y'all done messed the whole house up. I want you back. And I will go to every extreme to get you back. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to write the dialogue. I'm going to write the script. I'm going to write to you because of my love for you and because I'm God and I know everything. I'm going to write to you what you need to say to me in order for you to live eternally with me. Now say these words. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you know what God said? You're all right with me. You're all right with me. It couldn't be by water baptism because what... For all practical purposes, what, if you were on your way to the church and the pastor was 85 and you were going to be baptized today and you pulled up on the parking lot and you saw all the EMS people, all the popo hanging around the door and you come up there ready to be baptized and you say, what happened? They say, the pastor just died. Oh my goodness, I was supposed to be baptized today. Baptism doesn't save you. It's faith in Jesus that saves you. It's the grace of God that saves you. And God is so loving until he even tells us what to say. And if you do it by his word, how can you miss it? Now what about what else did God want for us? Not only did he want us to be redeemed. The seed of the woman going to bruise the head of the serpent. The serpent going to bruise his heel in crucifixion. He's going to bruise the serpent's head in resurrection. So then we've discovered that we were adopted. All of that is in God's plan. You know when you see kids that adopted, you know, they, they little coat don't fit. <laughs> you know, before Michael Jackson ever wore them black pants and white socks and black loafers, you know, the real short pants. All the adopted kids had on short pants. You know. God adopted us. What does that mean? He gave us a, play, a place at the head table. He gave us a place at the head table so that we can partake not only of his food, but we could be also included in his family. Man, I felt that. So what about how God was going to do this? He was going to make us heirs. Who, who then are heirs? Heirs are people that inherit something. Now keep in mind, a promise is a commitment. It's an undertaking. It's a noun, person plays a thing, and a verb, action. God is just waiting on some people right now just to call Jesus. If they can just get the J out, he'll do the rest. He's just that anxious just to... Just to get another human into his kingdom. Not because he's selfish, but because he's not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. Hebrews chapter 11. 
Now, what, what we're about to get into right now, I trust God that it will endear your heart to your brother or sister that's seated next to you so that you will understand that we're heirs of the promises of God. <laughs> uh, and that we are not in this by ourselves. Hebrews chapter 11. Just going to take in verse 8 and 9. And this teaching is more or less centered around Abraham. Now notice this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He did what? And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith. How? By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a foreign country. Listen to this. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. This is the kicking part. The heirs with him of the same promise. Look, just take a minute. Look, look around you. If you notice, you're not the only person in here. There are other people in here that have received Jesus. So we are heirs together. Don't let that get over your head. We are heirs together. So what did, what did Abraham do? Abraham lived in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. That's why we should respect the body of Christ. We should honor God. We should glorify God. We should love one another. Why? Because we are heirs of the same promise. No, we're not dwelling in tents with one another, but we come to fellowship with one another. We're heirs together. That means we have an inheritance. We're heirs together of the same promise. Romans 4, 1 through 5. So that's why we should not dispel, neither should we move away from the assembling of ourselves together. We need to see our brothers and sisters. Amen. Even the two that's thrown off. <laughs> Can you say I'm an heir? I'm an heir, I'm an heir of God. Heir of God. Now man, that's deep. You are heir with someone who owns everything. And has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us to glory and virtue. So the day you accepted Jesus, you became an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. Just like Abraham dwelt in tents with Isaac and Jacob, they were heirs of the same promise. Each one of us in here that have accepted Jesus, we're heirs of the same promise. And one of us does not get no more than the other of us. We have an inheritance that God gave us. You remember the prodigal son who went to his daddy? Said, Lord, you know, dad gave me the portion that befall me and the dad gave it to him. We have a seat reserved in glory for us. We have a seat reserved, Peter says, with our name on it. 
So ain't no need of you trying to crank up that guitar and start singing, save a seat for me. I don't care. Listen, my, my, my seat is already saved because I'm saved for the seat. Can you say thank you, Jesus? I'm, I'm saved for the seat. Hallelujah. And can't nobody take your place. You're unique. You're different. You're blessed of God, highly favored, on top and going high. And you're an heir of God just like me. So that's what makes us family. So there's no need in the family of anybody being jealous of anybody. Papa may have. Mama may have. But God bless the child who's got his own. Romans the fourth chapter verses one through I want to say one through five. This is imputation not amputation. This is God adding to the believer making him an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Which means then that my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. But see, you have to claim it. You have to believe it and you have to speak it. Then you have to order your conduct right. All right, Romans 4. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he had something of which to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Here it is. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted or imputed or put on his account for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Under works, under law, you working because you feel indebted. That's why a lot of that's why a lot of people will be running red lights in tomorrow, tomorrow morning on Monday to get to work because they know ow, ow. So off to work I go ow, ow. Now watch this. Verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. That's how it, there it is right there. His faith is counted for righteousness. So what happened back when Adam and Eve had fallen into sin and God made a promise that I'm going to send but the seed of the, the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. The serpent is going to bruise his heel. God was calculating in his mind all that he had to do to bring into place. All that he needed to bring into place. So that man at the end of the day would become his child not by law but by faith. But God had to work the law through that. To show man the exceeding sinfulness of sin. That nobody could keep the law. So he sent Jesus to do it. Oh man, listen. He sent Jesus to do what we could not do. And to show you that God was well pleased with him. He rose him from the dead. 
raised him up. And through Abraham, which is our example here in this lesson today, through Abraham, God declared him righteous by faith only. Let that sink deep into your ears. If you have accepted Jesus, God has declared you righteousness. Your faith counts for righteousness apart from the deeds of the law. Man, that's awesome. And God did it, and he did it just for us. Now, we are heirs of God. Somebody say, we are heirs of God. And we are joint heirs with Jesus. What, what really blew my mind in, in, in studying this and in, in looking at this, and I, and I must warn you or, or you know, confess to you that what you are hearing cannot be overturned. Today's message, The Promises of God, FC3136, FC3136 is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, at net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. 
If you say those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>